0: Hi guys, welcome to Belief Alchemy with Megan O'Neill. Every week, I'll be sitting down to interview visionary women who will teach us how to have a more magical mindset and to create greater possibility in our lives and in our business. All right, here we are, Liz. I'm very excited to have you here and I can see your dog in the background. We are a dog friendly podcast. I've locked mine out, but uh, welcome to Belief Alchemy. Um, this is my old friend, Liz, who I have had um, so much uh, of a good time since I arrived in Ottawa. I think you're maybe one of the first people in the entrepreneurial world that I I, um, I got to know, and yet you haven't been on yet. So I'm glad that I caroused you to, to come on to this podcast because I think you are just such a wise woman and someone that we can learn from. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Liz Raymond. Tell us about you.
1: Okay, well, I want to thank you for inviting me. I'm very honoured to be here. I've listened to many of your podcasts and and love your guests. So I'm honoured to be here. Um, So, yeah, so I like to say that I'm Liz M as in money Raymond. Uh, (laughs) And that's because, you know, part of it was... um, you know, I've had my own money journey, and now that I, I'm good with it and love to talk about money, that I'd like to be, have make sure that my M reflects that. Um, but, yeah, so where do I start, I guess? Um, Tell me about work- your
0: business. Tell me about your oh, business, business first Oh, yeah. okay.
1: okay. So the business was um, I've been in the accounting field for 30 years, and after about eight years of working with accounting firms, I decided to go off on my own. Created a bookkeeping firm, which I did up until about uh, 2015. I'm still doing a bit of that. But um, when I saw the influx of um, entrepreneurship around 2015, when I participated in a boot camp for Startup Ottawa, saw that entrepreneurs were hungry for the money stuff for the systems and processes and all that sort of thing. So uh, I knew because I'm really good at it. So I thought I would just dive into that and uh, kind of guide them into the right direction. And uh, it wasn't until I actually went to um, Dress for Success. They have a, a conference that they have every year called AWE, which is uh, All Women Empowered. And a couple of years ago, they had their first entrepreneurial section in the conference. And so I signed up to um, do a Small Business Finance 101 uh, workshop class, whatever. And uh, it was when I walked out of that class that I knew that's exactly what I needed to do. That was my my thing. Um, the The women were very engaging. Um, I have almost felt like a teacher where I had to bring them down a couple of times, you know, to get them back on, t- on track. And so I knew that teaching was the thing that I needed to do. And so I've been focusing on teaching, working with entrepreneurs, making sure that they have that business financial literacy so they're Um, solid into that, so they can get that economic independence that we're all looking for, as well as being confident so that not only if they want to do their own books, they can, and when they're ready to hand it off, they know how to pick a good bookkeeper, the questions to ask, um, so they're not um, waffling around in all that accounting gobbledygook and not understanding a word of it. So, um, and in the process, uh, because I found that a lot of Bookkeepers seem to be glorified data entry clerks because I ended up with a lot of cleanup work. I started to train bookkeepers as well. So bookkeepers that want to up-level their skills um, and do things right, be um, teach their clients as well. And uh, so, yeah, I did my first program for uh, bookkeepers uh, last year. Oh, that was pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. So. your Your official title, though, is professional business organizer, which I
1: love. Yeah, and, I, I, and it was funny because when I was shifting out of the bookkeeping, I knew I did organizing, but I really couldn't figure out what it was. And somebody said, just call yourself the, the organizer. But then people thought I was going into their office to organize their stuff. Well, that's not exactly what I was doing. So I just came up with, okay, so I need to, okay, so I organize your business, business, or, so I'm, okay, so I'm a professional. So I just made up that name. There's no. I don't think they actually have a name called Professional Business Organizer, but I created that, but uh, people get it. So it's, um, yeah, very really proud of what I'm doing. Well, and, and
0: I think it's a perfect title because I think that um, there's a lot of people like me, um, a lot of creative types, and, and often entrepreneurial types are creative and come up with ideas, but maybe organizing is, they don't know organizing, they don't know systems, they just, they don't know. And I think yeah. particularly why I'm happy to have you here because today is the last day of 2020. And um, good riddance to 2020, can I say that? And I feel like I want to move into a new mindset coming out of 2020 into 2021. And what kept coming up for me was systems and organization. And I think that what um, I hear from having worked with and, and friends with a lot of entrepreneurial women, that they are particularly intimidated in this area and feel overwhelmed so this is the perfect opportunity to to have you on can we go back though in time I know because I know you and I know your history so you started out you grew up in Ottawa you're an Ottawa girl Ottawa Born, Canada raised. yes yeah. Ottawa. and yeah. anybody who's listening can hear her Ottawa accent because <laughs> she does and I have a Toronto accent so it's it's always <laughs> it's always fun to hear the different accents but you grew up in Ottawa um, you, you have two kids, you have two sons. And one of the, one of the many reasons why you have been inspiring to me is because you're a single mom. And I, when I have single moms on, I point that out for the reason that, um, I think it takes a lot more guts to be honest, to do it on your own and to do, especially starting your own business. And I know that a lot of women are like, well, I did it because I had to, and they kind of blow off and they deflect the fact that they have done all this but you i mean listening to some of your stuff just because we know each other not only did you um go off and and start and you know work and you were always really bright but you you did things like your kids in hockey, which I just go now. This is a Canadian conversation, but anybody who has a kid who's in a sport that takes a lot of time and effort, like maybe it's soccer in other countries or it's football in the States. But for us, hockey, it's a lot of work, and you did that mm-hmm. all on your own. So, just just that in itself, I always go, oh my God, Liz, how did you possibly do that with two boys, okay? So you had to be organized. You had to probably, from the get-go, be organized to you ran. You How old were the boys when you started your
1: bookkeeping business? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, Josh was um, probably six months old, and Derek was five.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, so
1: yeah, they were very, very little. Yeah, um, I kind of got ticked off that... Um, one of the accounting firms I was working for said that didn't matter how hard I worked or what I learned that because I wasn't going for my designation, um, I was at the top level of what I was making. And I went to heck with you. It was like, seriously. And, um, and then of course being, becoming a single mom, um, I, uh, I wanted the flexibility. I wanted to make more, more money. Um, but also to be able to work around their, their schedule. And so, um, it was um, it was tough at the beginning because I wasn't organized, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know. So that was a whole new um, thing that I had to learn and figure out. Um, so hence, I've learned learned a lot of lessons that I've been able to share with people. But um, yeah, by the time the boys got into hockey, um, definitely had got organized. Um, it was uh, challenging, challenging to say the least. To you know have because they were five years apart, so they weren't in the same League or anything, so you know one had to go one arena, one had to go to the other. Um, but made sure that everything was set up so that you know um, not only my work was was organized and done, but also that you know I had the time to take them to the uh, the sports. But the reason why I put them in sports was because I wanted them to have a strong um, male role model. Yeah. And so uh, rules at home were one season, one sport. Uh, As long as they kept up their schoolwork that they got to participate in the the sports. So that was, um, I had to put some kind of, uh, you know, accountability for them. And uh, my oldest son learned one year that uh, he didn't pull his weight in school. So I pulled him out of hockey for two, two weeks. He was not happy. His coach was (laughs) not happy, but uh, I had to uh, enforce that, you know what, it's, it's important. So um, that was learned. And then they did the hockey and, and the last year that they did hockey, um, I think Josh was probably about fourteen, and it was a horrible winter. Um, trying to run them from Cumberland to Orleans, uh, it just stressed me out. So I went, you know what, boys, we're done. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was definitely more because it was important for them. So um, when you when you started your
0: your business, when you started your bookkeeping business, you had officially separated by that point, had you? Were you on? Yeah. So you really were on your own. You know, what I often ask women, because you've had a long journey, but going back in time to when you first began, what did you struggle with in terms of your
1: mindset, in terms of your beliefs when you first began? Oh, uh, not enough. Not enough. uh, I mean, it was definitely, I was in that... um, Black mindset that um, how was I going to make it? I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to to do it. Um, And so I took on all the work I can, didn't charge a lot. Mm. To be honest with you, I didn't even realize it or didn't think about it. For the first eight years, I I charged the same rate and took all the work I can. And I mean, because I was really good at what I did, I I was able to get clients. And um, somebody had once said to me, well, why don't you hire somebody? And I was in the mindset that, well, if I hired somebody, well, they're going to try and take the work out from under me. Bad, bad, bad (laughs) mindset. Um, So, I mean, I worked really hard. And, um, you know, it was constantly um, making sure the money's in the bank, checking my bank account every day, sometimes a couple times a day. Um, Yeah, just really, I did all sorts of things. I mean, I did... Recycling furniture and refurbishing, refurbishing furniture before it was even a thing. Hmm. Um, you know, oh yeah, the the kids and I would go out in the car uh, on garbage day and go driving down the road. And if I found tables or whatever, I would pick them up. <laughs> the kids would go, "No, mom." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." So we'd go and pick it up, and I would refinish it. And um, so I did all sorts of things like that. Uh, I um, I still remember when I. First bought my first computer, um, although there was t- twice that it was not working right. So I took it into a, a computer store and said, you know, have a look at it. I charged for them to check it, and they kept on coming back saying there's nothing wrong with it. So I went to heck with you. So I took a computer course so I could fix my own computers.
0: Oh, my God, Liz. I did not so, know that.
1: Yeah, so I became very resourceful. I figured, you know what, if I, if I can't trust people to do things for me, I'm going to do it myself, which it was good. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, my my... Funny, We just had a conversation the other day. The boys went, you are, you are too independent. <laughs> you know, say so you don't need anybody. I'm going, well, I don't. So, you know, and it's just, you know, 20 years. I mean, cause the boys are, uh, Josh is now 27, Derek's 32. So, you know, it was a long time of doing a lot of things my way because uh, I just figured that was the best way.
0: Did you, do you think that that, cause I'm thinking, you know, I mean, when I think about that, I always think that's, automatically independence, being able to do things on your own. That's fantastic. On the other side of it, as an entrepreneur,
1: did that bite you in the ass a bit? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, until until I got to, the, uh, yeah, definitely. Because, um, like, that's that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. And, I mean, I was uh, constantly stressed out and worried and everything else until I got to the point where, um, in 2008, I did a uh, Penny Lee Prevo You know her. Um, Bugged me and bugged me to have a vision board workshop at my house, Uh, have a couple friends over. And I didn't know what the heck a vision board workshop was and how the hell it was going to help me. And and all I knew was, you know, I was struggling and, uh, you know, something had to change. So that vision board workshop helped me see that things could be different. And then I did a a major um, weekend conference in in early 2009 that actually started to teach me some skills and and strategies and and opened me up to that mindset change that, you know, okay, so I have to, you know, everything that I'm thinking negative, you have to flip it, you know, and that, that was, it was good to learn, but it took me a long time. And I mean, I'm, I'm still flipping it. It's faster, but, um, definitely took a long time to change that. And, uh, so once I I think by about 2012, so four years later, <laughs> um, still doing the booking, whatever. But I actually started to um, help other single moms start their own bookkeeping bookkeeping business and start and hired my first subcontractor. And um, when I saw that, I went, oh, my God, it's like, why didn't I do this sooner? It's like, you know, I have her doing work. I can charge for her work. I can do more work. So I'm making more money or I'm freeing up my time. And, um, had I had a different mindset back when the kids were little, things could have been, you know, easier, but, uh, yeah, it, it took a long time to get that mindset changed and shifted and, and uh, make it so that, you know, uh, and now, I mean, you know, 2020, so, or, you know, 12 years later, um, have myself a team doing things differently, bigger, better, um, teaching it's yeah, but it's,
0: yeah, and you have mentored um, women for quite a quite a long time. Um, can you just talk to us a bit about that? Because you just mentioned that you started teaching single mothers. Can you talk to us about the mentoring that you started to do? Because I think it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because when I got to a certain point, I can't remember what year it was, but I still remember I was standing in the middle of my living room. Um, the first house that I rented on my own Um And I remember vacuuming it it just when we were moving in. And I stood in the middle of the floor and went, okay, so you know what? I did this. And so I'm going to make a promise that when I can, I'm going to step up and either help other single moms not go through what I, some of the stuff that I went through so they don't have to, or help them move through it faster. And um, by time 2012, having worked with with graduate, doing doing the work consistently, um, I actually met a woman who, uh, had talked about uh, you know possibly starting her own bookkeeping business and so I said, you know what absolutely you know what I said I've done it I can show you some shortcuts we can get you set up and uh, it took us a couple months and I worked with her consistently so that um, you know the additional skills that she was going to need to have best practices for her clients um, and she started her business and um, She grew it for a while, and it was interesting because when I um, took on the second lady, she still had a full-time job, but she was doing bookkeeping um, part-time, and it was interesting that I recognized some of the mindset stuff that I had before um, that these ladies were carrying on, so I was able to give them some tips and skills and and kind of be on going, what? It's not if, it's when, you know, that sort of thing and um it was really cool to see the shift and seeing them step up and being empowered and that you know that they could make the money that they wanted to and didn't have to worry that you know the the dads weren't pulling their end of the bargain and um really helping them see that they could do more it was it was really brought a lot to my heart to see these women Uh, shift and change and step into that power
0: what like uh, what were they when you said their mindset stuff
1: what were you seeing initially what were
0: you what were they struggling with
1: Uh, definitely the self-confidence because them like me did not have a a designation of any kind but they did have experience Um, so I told them my little story about having created my degree um, because I didn't have one I created my own and hung that up my office for about 18 months so I, I was—I won a, uh, the degree. Was all about uh, having a bachelor in single mammology and, <laughs> and a minor in bankruptcy redemption. Huh? And uh, My kids thought I was crazy, but I hung it up in my office until I got over that whole thing about not having a degree. But seeing that, but also seeing the lack, um, seeing the hesitancy in, in raising the rates, the worthy, what you know, um, the worth in in what they can charge. Definitely. Um, Self-worth is a, is a huge piece for so many of us. Um, And I've come a long way. I'm still working on it. Um, I can I can say that I'm a work in progress, Um, but definitely having seeing that in them and helping them work through that and giving them some of the um, other books and resources, YouTube videos, you name it. Um, And even just sometimes just the, the things, uh, affirmations, tools, whatever that, that they can use that I've learned.
0: It's funny because I have um, posted as inspiration a lot of women who have been single moms and done really well. Um, I, you know, I've thought about it a lot. And um, I mean, my mom was a single mom when my parents divorced when I was a teenager. And like you, she became really independent, almost to the point where it was kind of hard to, to get her to give her, to even date, actually, I'll be honest. My mom, <laughs> it was like, I'm not letting this guy move in with me because he'll just want me <laughs> to do this stuff. But one of the things that um, inspires me is that I think that single moms, and and not that you're just defined by this, but I think this is really important, is that they they don't have the opportunity to sit around and kind of think about whether or not they want to do it or mm. it's really a fire in their belly because it's ne- necessary. And I've heard again and again from so many women who I have admired who are like, I didn't have any money in the bank and I had these two little kids and I just had to do it. And I, I think that's really true. I think that's always been true for women and in, in so many different circumstances in our history, we haven't had financial security. We 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 had based it on on a man, right? Throughout history, and we couldn't mm. even get a bank account until what, like, a lo- like not too long ago, really, in the yeah. whole scheme of things. I know mortgages, credit cards, everything like that was in our modern yeah. time was, yeah. right, in someone else's name. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that one of the things that's always interesting too is. Um, you know, you're saying a lack of self-worth, which I'll just call imposter syndrome, that mm. what I see with so many women, and I talk about a lot in the podcast, is the idea that I work and talk to all these extremely competent women who have these experience and they have this success, and they find it really hard to acknowledge it. They, they find it really hard to um, call themselves an expert. Did you ever, did you
1: struggle with that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I i didn't step into calling myself an expert probably till oh maybe about three or four years ago. I mean I timelines are are fuzzy to me because it just seems like one day after the next. But yeah, no, I was even though I um I mean I majored in high school in accounting and computers, I took courses at Algonquin. I didn't do a degree, but I just did some courses. And I mean I'm I am a life learner, so I have learned off off of everybody. I mean, I've learned while I was in um, work with the accounting firms or work with their tech guys and and everything else. So I I had a lot of um, real experience more so than what could be taught from a book. I I find, because the theory that you learn in accounting just throw it out the window because it's not how it is practically. And um, I knew I was really good at it. And I was, you know, I said, yeah, I used to joke because then saying, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. But although I was saying it, I wasn't really believing it. Um, until, and I'm really not quite sure what it was that clicked for me uh, when I finally said, you know, I am the expert. I think it was probably, I decided one year that, okay, I'm going to go, because when we start, when I started out, there was was no Facebook or nothing. Um, Aging myself here now. Mm. Um, But a, a couple of years back when I Decide, okay, so I'm going to become very visible on Facebook. I'm going to join some groups. I'm going to show up. I'm going to answer questions, um, all that sort of thing. That um, by time I spent, by the time I got to the end of the year, people were calling me the expert. And I'm going, and when I actually sat back and started listening to what people were saying, what clients were saying to me, I went, yeah, I am the expert. So, you know, quit, quit shying uh, back and not saying it, claim it. So when I actually, it was funny, I think it was probably when I got certified for the QuickBooks Online and I actually passed the advanced and became an elite QuickBooks Pro Advisor, advanced elite, um, was the highest that you could get. I went, okay, so yes, I am. I'm definitely the QuickBooks Quick Um, But I know that, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly learning. So it's, and I have colleagues or whatever that I can turn to if I don't know something. And I always admit that if I don't know, I'll ask. Um, but yeah, so stepping into that expert was a little scary, but it was very empowering um, to say, you know what? Yeah, I am good at it. And, and you know what? And it's it's funny how I think probably within about a year after claiming that expert role, I actually started encouraging encouraging other women to step into that as well and claim it because it's uh, we know if we know something, then you know, be proud of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I I just you know I think this is an old belief system that women my theory is, is that um, it, it's considered to be immodest, as if it's unfeminine mm. to to claim to be an expert. And what I'm always talking to women about is, you know, can you give me a time period, like, is it 50,000 hours? Or like, what is your limit? How many years do you have to be before you know someone, something and become yeah. an expert, right? Like, it's sort of ridiculous, these numbers that we have in our head. Designates, and I'm, you know, and lots of people who have every single um, designate or degree under the sun still say, well, if I just get this, then I can call myself an expert or I'll feel like I'm worthy to to have this title. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But going into 2021, and because I'm kind of excited about systems, let's talk about QuickBooks. Well, let's talk about organizing your books, period. When you um, look at women, because just, you know, assuming that there's women, maybe some men who are listening to this who are entrepreneurs or going into their own business or are in their own business, what do you see as the major blocks in terms of systems?
1: That they think it's harder than it is. Um, And, you know, and I I sit often with um, entrepreneurs who come to me overwhelmed and stressed out and go, you know what? You started a business, you're great at your business, you're, you know what, Your it's your baby, you're nurturing it. And you know what, we can't know everything. So stop thinking you should know it. And, you know, I said, that's why I'm here. And I said, you know, there's stuff that I don't know that I go to other people for as well. So I think that helps them to, to get that understanding that, um, you know what, they're not stupid. They 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 They're not challenged with it. It's just, you know what, you don't know what you don't know. And so, um, you know, helping them to understand um, what they need to know. And, you know, just the beginning of it is just a simple organization, organizational system. And I call it, I always say it's like the KISS, but it's keep it simple successfully. So it's, you know, just doing something simple, like, like a desktop um, um, filing system. You know what, five, six, seven folders, do your, your major categories it's, it's not, stop overthinking it. Um, let's look at your business because it's not cookie cutter. I, it drives me crazy when bookkeepers try to put entrepreneurs into this cookie cookie cutter system because every business is different and people learn differently. People, um, deal with things differently. Some people like digital, other people like paper, some like a combination of both. So it's got to fit you. And so, um, And the other thing is just, you know, being okay to be asking, you know, um, and and learning that, you know, what you need. First of all, as much as people hate it, um, you know, you should do your bookkeeping on a regular basis so that you know if you're making money, because if you're not, you can either course correct whatever it is that you're selling or get rid of it altogether and just sell the stuff that you're you're making good money at. Um, It's more than just having your taxes done and avoiding any kind of interest and penalties. But it's really just, it's not as challenging as you think. And even if you don't, you really struggle with the money systems, if you have somebody that can um, take you by the hand and do it baby steps, bite size, so that you're not overwhelmed, that you can actually manage it.
0: So when you talk about files, I'm just going to start with that because that. What what I know it's not cookie cutter, but just give me an example of the of what you would see on someone's desk if they were just going to do like say start out with what five file
1: folders in their desk because I have one of those right here. What would yeah. you suggest? Okay, yeah. So if you're if you're somebody who handles paper, like likes the paper stuff, um, definitely you want to get one spot where you're going to get everything put together because uh, I've seen people who have it in. Glove boxes, kitchen drawers, bottoms of desks, you know. So you want to get it centralized. So, you know, you get the filing system. And typically, most entrepreneurs have about five or six um, expense categories that they have the most purchases with. So, um, you know, we've got advertising, meals, gas, um, office supplies. So whatever those might be, or even purchases for if you're um, – either creating a product or something or purchasing something that you resell. So you have those five or six files in that desktop filer and the, and you get into a habit where, and everybody does this. So when you walk in the door, there's always one place, the same place that you go every day. So sometimes it's the kitchen counter, yeah. sometimes it's a hall, you know, put that desktop filer there, empty out your pockets, empty out your purse and put them in those and in the folders. So right there, you're organizing it right away. And so when you're taking it, um, you know, when you're ready to do your bookkeeping and while you take that and you go to your desk and then you do one file at a time, just start entering it that way. And what I love about QuickBooks online, um, and I was resistant about it in the first, because I was doing other software, but after about a year that um, it was out, I tested it out and I absolutely love it because it's very intuitive. So if you have bank accounts and credit cards and you have, similar uh, expenses every month. What you can do are, are set up bank rules. So it'll automatically categorize the um, expenses and it tries to be intuitive. So you've got, you you have to pay attention. You can't just trust it's gonna do it all for you. Um, but, and you know what, scan and attach your receipts so then you can get rid of those paper receipts and everything is done for you It saves so much time. I know the, the first fellow that I did a training with um, After I saw him, I think probably about two months after he did one of my workshops, he goes, Liz, he goes, my God, what what used to take me like two months or a month or whatever, only takes me two weeks. He goes, it's amazing. So just implementing the filing system and and the QuickBooks with the bank rules. I mean, it it doesn't have to take you a lot of time. And I tell people, if you're going to do the bookkeeping by yourself, and that's great, do, you know, and I actually tell encourage people to do it so that they can understand the systems and understand it before they hand it off um but when you're when you're doing it um you actually get to learn about it and you see it how how easy it is so it's um yeah it doesn't have to be as as difficult as you think
0: so anybody listening, you do teach this. This I is, do teach yes, this, yeah. you do teach this. You do do courses. So I'm going to put a link to that and in the information. So don't worry anybody who's listening, because if we're going into the new year, I think this is a really good conversation. Um, Liz knows that I talk a lot about money mindset, and I'm going to talk a lot about habits in 2021. And I love mm-hmm. what you just said. And my husband is going to be uh, listening to this. And so this will be great because what he does is he shoves everything in his, his side table. So sometimes he puts it in, but often not. So it's a bit mm-hmm. chaotic, right? Yeah. And once again, a lot of times people who are very creative and sort of the out of the box thinkers. That can be their Achilles heel, I think, mm-hmm. sometimes. And then your confidence, because you might have been told, well, you're not very organized or you don't yeah. do things. You know, I have a lot of ADHD people in my life. So um, yeah, so I'm really excited that you gave us that um, that great tip, because I think it's, um, I think QuickBooks can be very intimidating. I think um, when you are starting a business, and I think this is true for a lot of people, you put that sort of thing on the back burner because Mm -hmm. it feels too it feels overwhelming and I I think even as you're going into business you know it's still a a lot of a lot of the things the systems feel like a lot of work and a lot of Mm -hmm. and also handing off things to people feels intimidating too yeah Um, and sharing your numbers and all that sort of thing so I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk about this one of the other things that I want to talk to you about is I always ask my clients who have been um, on their own, doing their business, living their life for a long time as an independent entrepreneurial type, because you've are you got your, you do so many different things. So let's just, I mean, there, you mentor, you do so many different things. Um, tell me what you have learned. I always ask this question, what beliefs have you learned along the way that you that you, oh, hi, pup.
1: (laughs) Another go crazy here for a second.
0: I think he's going to answer for you, Liz. I think he's trying to answer for you. Um, (laughs) So what what beliefs do you have that you find that you often run, that you've learned along the way that helps you in your business nowadays?
1: Um, Actually, I think the biggest one these days is definitely that I'm enough. I know what I need to know. Um, and it's funny because it wasn't until, uh, you know, I would take a workshop saying, oh, I need that. And then go, oh my God, I could teach this so much better. I'm okay. No more workshops. I'm done. It's like, <laughs> unless, you know, it's like I'm doing the upper level thing, but, um, yeah, we, you know what, when we we're in business and we learn things, there's sometimes that we know stuff that we don't realize we know. But if we actually just sit back and, and take the time instead of panicking, thinking, oh, I need to go and take a course for this. Just think about it. And maybe even just YouTube is wonderful. So go and check out some stuff, you know, in a, in a topic. But then you'll realize that, you know, you know more than you think, you know. And um, the, I think probably the, the biggest thing for me recently, and this is something that I worked on on in 2020, is what is, what is my gift that I, that I, I have? And we all have a gift of something that we do really well that we don't realize it. And part of it is just asking people, so what, you know, and that that's the toughest pe- thing about asking people, so, you know, what is it that I do so well? Cause people hate to ask that question and I, and I know cause I did, but it's, I have this really great knack of um, breaking things down into layman's terms. And it's funny cause it's, I didn't even really realize this until there was a little girl who asked a question and her mom was trying to answer it. And I just came up with the answer right away and she goes, Oh my God, that was so good. And I don't know how that, I mean, it's just something that happens automatically. And so it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's figuring out what that gift is that you have, because we all have it. Um, but definitely it's, I think the, the biggest part for me um, was, yeah, is knowing and trusting that I, that I knew or I know what I need to know to be able to help my clients move forward. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So just on the
0: last note, because you are a um, professional business organizer, I'm going to call you that cause I love that term. And I think it's perfect. What going into the new year, you've given us a tip. Is there anything else that you think going into the new year, getting set up, maybe getting out of old business patterns, what any suggestions for us?
1: Yeah. So one of the one of the major things I talk to clients about is we do things um, without thinking about it. And for us to actually get organized and simplify things for us, write down everything that you do. And so if if you can't think of everything while you're working, write it down and it's going to take you time. So invest in the time and do it because write it down and then what, when you look at it, you can see things that you are either duplicating or that you don't need to do and simplify it. And taking that actually and, and creating a document for your processes and procedures um, will help you to figure out, okay, so first of all, how do I work best? Is it digitally? Is it, is it um, with paper? That sort of thing. But then also what you're creating is a manual so that you know what, when you're ready to outsource the stuff, you can take part of that and say, "Okay, so this is how I do it, right?" Or if you're training staff, if you're taking on staff, again, it's a training manual, and the thing is constantly updated because we're constantly morphing our businesses. Our more our business, I started my business thirty years ago, and it's nothing like it was when I started. So, but in taking the time and writing all that stuff out really helps you to pinpoint things that um, need tweaking or need things that you need get need to get rid of but it's a very valuable um, task to do. I love it. So how can people connect with you, Liz? Well, they can find me on Facebook, of course. Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I started Pinterest because um, I was told by my one of my business coaches that I have great value I can add there. Um, but Liz at steppingstonesforsuccess.ca. And it's for success because it's a journey. It's not a destination. And uh, yeah, reach out to me anytime.
0: Find um, out about your courses in the new year as well and connecting with you. So that's great. I'm excited
1: about that. Yeah, I've got some great things coming in in 2021 that I'm really excited about. For, for the first time in my life, uh took a week off with my partner, Penny Lee, and we spent a week up uh, by the... Uh, laurentians just planning 2020 and it's so exciting really
0: oh that's great well, Oh, that's great i'm glad you took some time off well thank you miss liz raymond so liz raymond is your name i just wanted to emphasize that again for people looking for you yeah liz Facebook. m raymond <laughs> there's a thousand
1: there's a thousand liz raymond so you want liz m raymond m Oh, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Miss, for being on my show and and have a a lovely, happy new year and restful. And we're all going to stay healthy and we're all going to do well in 2021. Thank you so much, Liz. Well, thank you so much for asking. I appreciate it. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our guest today as much as I did. If you are interested in connecting on social media, then I am on Facebook and LinkedIn, Megan O'Neill Core Beliefs or if you are thinking this is the time for you to empower your mindset and expand your life and business, you can find me at meganoneal.ca.